Hashtag UFC DC. First things first. R.I.P. to Alistair Overeem's lip. Because it got blued off. But my man Rosenstruck, good grief. He fought a smart fight over him. He, he won the fight four rounds, four minutes, 56 seconds. And in the last four seconds, Rosenstruck threw a missile right hook to put him out. To put him out. It was, it, it was kind of sad, man. I think Overeem um, did a very good job. Took a smart game plan. He basically wrestle-fucked Rosenstruck and kind of made him look sus. Rosenstruck looks real suspect right now. Anybody with any type of grappling pedigree in the heavyweight division can look at that guy with wide eyes and say, he has a hole in his game that I can exploit. And that's not a good look for Rosenstruck, man. You know, but he stayed composed. Uh, Rosenstruck didn't gas out, even though Overeem was making him work. There were moments in that fight where Rosenstruck looked tired, where it looked like Overeem was going to maybe take over the striking aspect uh, aspect of the game. And Biggie Boy, to his credit, stayed composed, waited for his opportunity. And with four seconds to go, landed a missile to take away Overeem's consciousness. The big conversation after the Overeem Rosenstruck fight is whether or not it was stopped early. And in my humble opinion, I don't think so. I think it needed to be stopped. I think that when Rosenstruck threw his leaping right hook and cracked him and exploded his lip, uh, Overeem was out cold. It wasn't like he just stumbled into the fence. He was out cold into the fence. If Biggie Boy wouldn't have celebrated and just kept landing shots, it would have been 10 times worse for Overeem. He would not have recovered. He, his hands were down. He was literally sitting on his butt, no defense, not cognizant of where he was. Yes, after Biggie Boy turned around and celebrated, Overeem was able to get back up. But Dan, I think, you know, intelligently already had rushed in to stop it. I think, I think if Biggie Boy would have not had a, a heart, he could have taken some more of Overeem's brain and Overeem has already given enough of his brain to the game, you know, and I think that uh, Mergliata understood that. I think it was a great decision, a great stoppage, and it's legitimate, you know. Rosenstruck knocked him out, and a lot of people uh, on Overeem's side are saying that, you know, he, he you know, that Dan Mergliata stole the win from him. Uh, he won four rounds. He won essentially almost almost five rounds. He was four seconds away from beating Rosenstruck hands down five rounds and the thing is in MMA you can't do it for four rounds four minutes or 56 seconds you got to do it for the full 25 minutes and he got cracked with four seconds to go and he was out with four seconds to go and Dan Mergliata saved his brain Marina Rodriguez versus Cynthia Cavillo. Um, what can I say? Uh, majority draw. Terrible decision. I don't know. I feel like Marina did more than enough to win that fight. I think she, I think she was giving Cynthia significant problems on the feet, and um, it's just weird. It's, it's 
Calvillo is a weird, a weird fighter in the sense that I want to root for her every time. I think she's um, everyone that I've known that's met her in person. They all say the same thing. She's like awesome to talk to, very down to earth. Um, and it's like you want to root for that. You want to root for good personalities in the sport. She comes across very well during interviews. Um, I like her her fighting style. She has she has a lot of heart. She fights with grit. But then she shows up four pounds overweight to a fight, and it's a it's a repeat thing. I know that weight cutting is difficult. I don't want to be disrespectful to the process or to these fighters for sacrificing their bodies to to basically give us entertainment as fans, but. At a certain point, you got to decide whether or not you're serious about making the weight that you're going to fight at. And I'll be honest, I don't know. I can't really say I, I don't really feel like it, it gave Cynthia any type of advantage in this fight specifically. I think Marina had more than enough. I think she had more than enough skill to override the weight disparity. Um, and I think she handily won that fight. I don't agree with the draw. I'm not going to lament on about it. You know, Marina has some good prospects going forward, but uh, a, a draw is a silly decision, in my opinion. Big Ben Rothwell versus Skyscraper Stefan Struve. Another body part loss to the game. R.I.P. Stefan Struve's cock. Good grief. Took two blasts to the genitals two kicks bam right to his his balls and it looked painful each one it looked terrible you know sometimes like you'll know like a, not that a fighter will will lie or anything but i feel like certain fighters will exaggerate the circumstances but man especially that first one ben cracked him in the dick and it was bad it was real, real bad. And the worst part about it is that Stefan Struve was winning that fight. He was giving Ben Rothwell problems on the feet. Some of the members of our group refer to Ben Rothwell as post-USADA Ben Rothwell right now. And I don't know. I try not to point the finger anymore. I used to be a, a, a unofficial Diaz brother in the way that I would accuse everybody of being on steroids. But I'm, I'm shedding that part of my uh, MMA fan skin. I'm not trying to do that too much. But Ben did not look good against Stefan. Uh, against Stefan, he did not look good at all. And Stefan was clearly winning that fight. And what turned the tables was the two kicks to the groin. Um, and you know, weird controversy. Dan Mergliata basically uh, convincing almost Struve to continue the fight, basically telling him, "Listen, you're winning the fight." And if you bail out, it's going to be a no contest, you know, and and Stefan in the cage was yelling at a doctor, basically blaming the doctor, saying the doctor should have stopped it. Stefan had a choice. He made his choice. He thought that maybe he could win that fight. Whether and I'm not going to say he took Dan's advice, but what Dan was saying is what he did and he paid the price for it. Um you know, it's it's such a weird it's such a weird state for both of them because none of them really look that good, and they're both of them are like middle of the road heavyweights. I don't think I'll I don't think you would ever see any of them push towards a title, um, but it's just a shame that there's this big and I'm gonna use Ben Rothwell's term. There's like an asterisk on the win 
It was ugly. It was trash. Uh, but Stefan did make his decision, and now he has to lie in it. Here's some final random thoughts on hashtag UFC DC. Uh, Aspen Lad versus Yana Kunitskaya. What can I say? Even fight going into that third round and Aspen made the perfect decision on how to end that fight. Just ran in and blitzed her. I think she caught her with a right hook. Man, this happened. I'm, I'm, I'm recording this like a day later. But she just ran in on her. It was like perfect. It's like... If you know that you can, you're possibly down in the fight or it's an even fight and you want to finish it, you want to end it, you know, a lot of times fighters would be kind of tentative and set things up. Not Aspen. She just ran in there and took care of business. Uh, Cody, Cody Stammen, Cody Staman versus Song Yadong. I don't know how the fuck that was a draw. That was a terrible, terrible decision. Song Yudong lost a, a, a point in the first round, a legal knee. Um, I mean, and DC kind of harped on about it, about how it's difficult to come back from that. Uh, you basically got to win the rest of the fight clean to, to win the fight. And Song didn't do that. As a matter of fact, if you ask me, you can almost score. You can score definitely rounds two and three for Cody. And some people would score the first round for Cody as well. I really have no idea how that was a draw. Uh, another one, Thug Nasty Bryce Mitchell versus Matt Sales. That was a doozy. Um, that was a doozy. I mean, he pulled off a twister and it was fire. His his grappling performance, Thug Nasty's grappling in that fight was just, was just amazing. It was perfect. And uh, he just ruined it by going full MAGA. Dude, dude, dude killed it. His his post fight was dope right up until he got to MAGA. And it's not even that I'm anti-Trump because I am. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to bring politics into this. I have my reasons. If you're a pro-Trump person, I'm sorry. We just disagree. No big deal. I don't think you're a scumbag or anything like that. But I just I don't like when fighters bring politics or religion into the post fight because I just think it's I just think it's corny. You know what I mean? Take that time to call out your next matchup. Take that time to say something funny. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't go MAGA. Don't go Clinton. Don't go Alex Jones. Don't go Eddie Bravo. Don't go none of that. Just, just, just promote yourself. You know what I mean? Promote yourself. Push yourself forward. Say some dope shit. Yeah, but you know, I, I like, I like Doug Nasty's fighting style, so. You know, I can forgive him for that. That's all that really matters in this game, right? Uh, the Rob Font fight with uh, Mullethead uh, was fantastic. I believe that was that was fight of the night. That fight was fucking dope. And um, every time I see Rob Font, I get this urge to go, Puerto Rico, oh, a Puerto Rico, oh. Every time I see him, because that's my brethren, bro. I'm Puerto Rican. You might not know that. So anytime I see Rob Font fight, just, just based off of nationalism, I'm a rock with that dude. And he put on a really good performance. I'm hoping that they actually listen to the guy and put him back in as soon as possible against some top flight competition. You know what I mean? And no mullet people. Let's put the mullet people to the side. Um, speaking of mullet types, Tim Memes, 
Tim Means, uh, <laughs> Tim Means, I'm on the internet way too much. Tim Means knocked out Tiago Alves. It was Tiago Tiago's last fight on his contract for the UFC, so it puts him in a weird spot because I don't think he's going to re-sign with the UFC. You know, I think he lost four of his last five, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he's one of those dudes that's like ripe for Bellator. I think that's the best option for him. Go sign with Bellator and 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 try to win a belt there if it's possible. Um, but Tim looked good. Tim looks really good. And hopefully he can push himself forward. Um, but that's it. You know, that's all I really got to say. That's all I really got to say about this card. I'm not going to lie to you. I kept it brief for this podcast episode. This is the first one I've done in a while. So I just wanted to get my feet wet, uh, get down. I was kind of worried about like what time I would have. Now I have a daughter and whatnot. So like I just wanted to kind of just get one out, see how it feels, see how quick I can do it. And it wasn't too bad. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, the next meetup is going to be UFC 245. Make sure you check up our site, meetup.com slash MMANYC or MMANYC.org. All right come through. Don't be a clown. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.